Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What do you think, 15,000, maybe 16,000 people here at the Fountain Blue? Capacity is 12,000. We're, we're past that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a great crowd. Yeah. I was watching on Peacock. It's nowhere near that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so my social media guy. I was, uh, I was actually watching on Peacock. It's nowhere near that. I'm not the only guy who overestimates his I don't crowds, know what crowd okay. Dan is looking at, but it's not 15,000. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I like the guys on social media. Why are you guys wearing jackets as Las Vegas? That doesn't mean it can't be 37 degrees. Yes. It is 37 degrees at kickoff of this program. You know what, though? Yesterday, there was a guy out there in the audience in uh, shorts, and I was like, oh, man, he's that guy. He was just sitting there stoic like a boss. Not even like he wasn't laughing. He wasn't nothing. He had shorts on, red legs. Dang, man, that guy's serious. And then they treated him to hypothermia right after the show. They did. But, uh, yeah. You know, he said he was going to stay here all three hours with just his shorts on. By the way, Joe Montana came out and he goes, I didn't know that your show was outside. I go, Joe, we're poolside. It wasn't an indoor pool here. He didn't have a jacket on yesterday. I like, by the way, that we got here and we're like, hey, who's going to the pool this week? I bet it's all. Oh, nobody. 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 No. no. Not even close. No. Never addressed it again. Nobody. <laughs> yesterday after the show, Eli Manning and uh, his former center, Sean O'Hara, kind enough to stop by. Our conversation covered a variety of topics, and here is how it went. He's Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champ with the G-Men, co-host of the Manning cast on ESPN2, and Sean O'Hara, NFL Network analyst, and went to the Pro Bowl three times, joining us on behalf of Old Spice. Let's uh, welcome Eli Manning and Sean O'Hara. Whoa. Okay. Good to see you. All right, guys. How are we doing? Nice to see you. What's up, fellas? Hey, how we doing? Right. Looking good. That's good. Right. Nice. Feeling good. You guys look like uh, from the movie Step Brothers. You guys could be. <laughs> That's know? the biggest, greatest compliment you've ever given, Sean. That's, That's his do you want to do karate in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> he will now quote that movie for yeah. the rest of this interview. There is so much more room for activities <laughs> now that we have both beds, Dan. That movie is sneaky great. This is good. This is good. good. Yeah. Well, I think it, I don't know if it was successful at the box office, but, you know, all of a sudden it was like, have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? After it came out and uh, with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, awesome. Awesome. I think it must have been a hard film to, to actually record because they were probably cracking up 
Yeah. Like, you know, when he's talking about his drum set and, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot like this show. There's Watching a lot of cops. Yeah, cops. Sweating. Yeah, it doesn't come on to four o'clock. Yeah. Now, I know you're lying. Will Ferrell came with us to Dublin when Notre Dame played Navy. And he brought a gift because he said he was going to bring another celebrity with it. And then he didn't bring another celebrity. He said he tried to get some people. And uh, so he brought his testicles from the movie where he puts them on the drum. Yes. So they were, they were movie-used testicles, and he had them in a box, and it cost $10,000. Like, they had to make these testicles. They look real. They, were, they looked real. And he was so... Like he he was it was delicate like he's opening up like an engagement ring for his wife and he goes and I said those are your testicles he goes yes so you guys didn't bear I mean you brought yeah. us deodorant or yes. something hopefully they didn't smell no no oh, we could they, fix that yeah. I'm sure you could I mean, we, this is designed for that actually do you have to have a good relationship with quarterback and center like personally does that help at all Eli definitely definitely it's a it's a very delicate relationship you know speaking I, I, of testicles right yes okay <laughs> there's got to be a lot of trust he's got to trust you know me that I you know I'm, I'm sensitive and not and then I got to trust him that he's gonna take care and and you know keep things clean oh okay yes. yeah it's <laughs> delicate is one word for it it's a very intimate relationship intimate. Wow. The quarterback wow I didn't want to go that way I think we you know we're actually kind of seeing an issue in the NFL now where that relationship is kind of starting to separate Everybody Everybody's in the shotgun. Go on the gun. It's because I, they smell. People are scared <laughs> to go underneath. <laughs> they 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 do not have pits to toe you know protection. And I think when you look at like quarterbacks, there are some quarterbacks they're not all the same. Like some of them will get in there like begrudgingly, Ooh. and then some get up right up in there. So I think the tush push <laughs> is bringing quarterbacks and centers back together. Oh, you like that? I, yes. I think it's big, like and, and I think it's good for the NFL. It's good for quarterbacks. It's good for centers. You know, when Brady did the quarterback sneak, it was just called a quarterback sneak. Right. Yeah. And he was really successful at that quarterback sneak. So what's the difference between what Brady's doing that didn't have a nickname to what Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are doing. I think a lot of times with Brady, he would check to the quarterback sneak. He would see a look and just say, hey, there, I got I got room, and I got a word that this tells everybody we're going to go. With the tush push, you know it's coming. It's like they call that play. The linemen are all tightly you know, uh, together. They got the guys behind to come in and push the quarterback. Uh, each one takes a cheek, kind of right cheek, left cheek, and give a little push to get that first down. So it's a little different in um, – it's just hard to it's hard to stop, but it's it's not really the tush pushing that gets the first down. It is the the offensive lineman. They are getting low. They are right. and they are going down low. And Jalen Hurts can squat seven hundred pounds. That doesn't hurt also. So it's just a little. It's a different philosophy. You, you couldn't squat that. I you, can squat you close. half that. Maybe. How much? How much could you bench, Sheila? How much could I bench? Are we really getting to this? This is this is the this is the question you ask. Yes. All the preparation yes. you come to. How yeah. much? Yes, can I, I'm bench? actually I'm curious to see yeah. his answer. I bench in college. Okay, in let's college, go around the room. Hold on, hold on. We're hold going on. college. Go my, around the room. My one time max. You can talk. We can do one time max and my two twenty five okay. rep. Okay. What do you think? How much answers? do you think, Eli? One time. One time max. Holly, I, I go one time two ninety five, two twenty five, eleven times. All right. Seat no con. No way. This guy's getting 350 in his oh sleep. No problem. God. Wow. Todd? Three, three plates. I three think he can wheels. go 315. 315. Marvin? Go 275. All right. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, you want an answer? You want to get in this? Go ahead, Sean. I, I think you probably got 335. All right. 330. 330 is the max. Oh. 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 
225, 16 times. Whoa. 16 times. There you go. Okay, is that more than you did at the combine, Sean? <laughs> no. He no wasn't invited. He wasn't invited oh. to the combine. My first invitation to the combine came from the NFL Network, actually. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I always wanted to be here. Congratulations. So like, yeah, um, you got no, to go I, to the combine. I think I did 29 coming out, but that was at my Rutgers Pro Day, which I had five of them because we didn't have one day because, you know, we, we weren't that good. So uh, we had to spread it out. But, yeah, that's a pretty impressive 16. I think um, I think Orlando Brown only did 16 coming out. There you go. I was swole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> five though. I don't know. We had a couple of under 300 estimates right there. Yeah. yeah. Paulie, what are three plates? Eli's, three plates. Yeah, three Eli's career rushing. Career rushing stats. I have uh, 567 yards in his career. Thank you. Seven touchdowns. Career long. Uh, let's see, 18 yards. Yeah. I think yeah. I know. Rushing touchdown. Career rushing. long. It rushing. was a rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Rushing touchdown. I think I in London. Uh, no, that was uh, Tampa Bay at Tampa. You've had so many that you could just call them all <laughs> yeah. right, right immediately. Well, you had uh, yes. seven. You had seven rushing. Yeah, touchdowns. seven rusher, eighteen yarder. Yeah, but like Tom Brady's a thousand yard rusher. Right, right. We well, played long. Twenty-two years. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but he still rushed for a thousand yards. They don't include sacks in in the rushing style. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all came from the perimeter, never up the middle. Of course not. But uh, when you if you gave up a sack and then you're helping him up, was there any conversation? Was there any, like, you know? I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. I've never done, I don't know, I've never experienced um, that. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but if I did, I would probably say, Eli, are you okay? That was Richie's guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Sawyer's guy. I can't Damn really him. Snee missed yeah. the guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it happened. I, yeah, I remember. I'm like, where'd that guy come from? He's like, where, where'd who come from? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what are you talking about? I think that guy. I missed <laughs> Bradshaw. Yeah. Bradshaw missed the blockade. Actually, there was one big hit that I, I'll never forget. We were actually worried about Eli. We were playing the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. It was 2008. We were undefeated 4-0. It was after we'd won the Super Bowl. And Sean Rogers was playing nose guard. And I think I was sliding right, and Richie Soybert uh, had to come down and block him. He hit him with, like, the Reggie White hump move and hit Eli. And Eli was like, Ugh! Like, you could hear the audible when he hit the ground. And yeah. Richie goes like, oh, I think I just got Eli killed. Yeah. And he was so worried about it. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. I got okay? a rib that sticks out a little funny from that hit. He was a big man. He's uh, Eli Manning, Sean O'Hara, and uh, Sean working for the NFL Network. Went to the Pro Bowl three times. Well, that back then it counted when you went to the Pro Bowl. For sure. Nowadays. It was a game. Okay. This is my idea. If you get named to the Pro Bowl, the original team, then it counts. Right. Anybody who gets named after that is not a Pro Bowler. Yeah, I'm down. Right? Are you okay with that? We were talking about that a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess... You got to play, or you got, or you play in it. You if you're, if you're an alternate, if someone doesn't go in, and then you go and play in it, then you're a Pro Bowler. But yeah, I mean, you got yes. the guys that's in the Super Bowls. So there's usually one alternate or two alternates. Yeah, but I think if you turn it down, then it doesn't count. If you're an alternate and you do turn it down, it doesn't. You know, you get invited right. as an alternate okay. and you don't go. It does not count okay. as a Pro Bowl making it. As an alternate and you go, it counts as a Pro Bowl. But I agree. I think if you if you get voted to the Pro Bowl and you make it. And you do not attend. It should not count as a as a Pro Bowl. Like don't don't count it as a as a stat. Baker Baker Mayfield won the uh, MVP of the he Pro did. Bowl, but he he didn't like the trophy. Didn't sound like it was impressive. Did you guys shortchange Baker Mayfield with the MVP trophy? I don't think so. I mean, I, I saw the trophy. I don't know if you get a trophy. There's like a trophy there that has 
all the MVPs oh. from every year going back. So okay. like all his name is going to be there with mm. you know Johnny Unitas or you know somebody. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool to, to have that included. He's going to put that next to his. Does he have Heisman? Right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he just stays yeah. in the so he in the NFL world in the pro, the pro it's funny, world. Funny, I, I saw him. You know, before he came on here, and I said congratulations, you know, on the win and the Super, you know, being MVP in the Pro Bowl. And he's like, yeah, I had to overcome some really bad coaching. <laughs> there we go. There so, we go. Um, he said, you know, look, I mean, yeah, he didn't really do much yeah. to help him. How would you be as and an I told Baker, I said you should be used to that. That's great. I was an offense. No, I'm talking about in a real NFL game. I think I'd be. I think I would be okay. I really do think I would be a better defensive coordinator than an offensive coordinator. I think I could come up with like good defensive schemes, different blitzes. Look at an offense how they're how they're protecting things, and come up with blitzes that could beat protections. I don't know about gap responsibility and those <laughs> yeah. type things, but like just coverages and like taking someone out of a game. I think I could come up with those types of things and come up with some good blitzes yeah. to get to the quarterback. All so right. when you say no gaps, you're talking just seven on seven. You want? I'm just talking about, about the like, blocking. I don't know, like you know, there's there's yeah. the whole you know. It's like well, if you do this blitz, like who's covering the B gap? What if they run it and that? I'm like, well, I don't I don't know about it. You figure that out. <laughs> it's I'm a big part. Yeah. Out. I yeah. want these guys to come. I want this guy yeah. to drop. And if they run it on us, like. It's third and seven. They, they're not going to run it. I'm, I'm banking on that. The speeches would be great I, yeah, as a, if he was a coach. You yeah. think so? Yeah, great. He nails the motivational speeches. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know your strengths. Yeah. You know your weaknesses. He's, so, right? he's really, really <laughs> matter, matter of fact, I'm very calm. I'm not the guy that's getting guys fired up. That's why you yeah. have Strahan. That's why you have these guys yeah, that he can was like, not stomp, it, stomp it out. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stomp it out. No. I'm not a stomp it out guy. No. Um, I never jumped up like when they're doing the rah rah speech. Like I'm in yeah. the back. Like like all right, what are what are my responsibilities here? Like I don't really want to get fired up right now. I'm at a good like calm pace right now. I'm good where I am. I don't I don't need to get fired yeah, up. We didn't want him doing that. Anyways. I don't want to be jumping. Want him up. Just you see me jumping up and down chill. like bad things are about to happen. Yeah. Uh, which defense would you want to face if you guys were still playing between these two? Mm. I think obviously we've. You know, knowing Spags, you know he was he was our defensive coordinator of the Giants. I think w the difference in these two coordinators and styles is with Spagnola, you always have to worry about the blitz. He's gonna have exotic blitzes. He can come out all out blitz zero at any moment. It doesn't have to be third down. It could just be second and four. He's like, hey, we're going all out blitz. So you, you always have to have your protection answers, beaters, and prepared for that. And and then he fakes the blitz and plays you know coverage behind it, which is tough. And you're you're max protecting, and you only have three guys going out, and they're dropping eight guys or seven guys. And so the 49ers are more traditional, where you know kind of what they're doing. They're just really good at what they do. We're gonna line up. We're gonna keep things simple. We're gonna play the same coverages over and over and over and over again and get really good at it and just have our players are better than your players and that way we can get sacks. Did you answer the question? So I don't know which one you want to go against. They're both they're both good. They both create problems. Yeah. I think, let me, uh, let me, I'll take the 49ers. I think okay. I'd rather go yeah. against the 49ers okay. just from a preparation standpoint. Yeah. You know what you're getting, just we got to execute better than them. Right. Yeah, he broke it all down. I, I think they're... Spags' defense is much more exotic. Like, you've got different five-down looks, different kinds of blitzes, like Eli's saying. The 49ers play a zone defense. So, as an offensive lineman, I would much rather play the 49ers just from a scheme standpoint. They don't blitz that often as well. They just play a lot of zone. And I think it's a little bit easier to just kind of figure out. You get up, you line up, you play. Um, 
Although Fred Warner would be tough to block. I, th- I think he's a stud. So, like T-Light's point, they just, they've just they got a lot of speed. They're fast as hell. But I would right. probably take the 49ers. All right, give me your sales pitch here on uh, your uh, Old Spice total body deodorant. Yeah, well, we've, we've, we've learned that there's a lot of men out there that need a gentle deodorant for the total body. Actually, 72% of men worry on a daily basis about their body odor. And thankfully for Old Spice, their new total body deodorant, you know, it's 24-7 freshness. And I don't know how to put a percentage on this, but I'm worried about Sean's body odor every day. And so now I have a solution. I just, I, I just pepper him with Old Spice. I'm walking around him and spray just like, yeah. spray the whole body. He literally, he, he gives me a bottle everywhere we go <laughs> just to like keep in there. Dan, I'll be happy to leave this with you. But That's fine. You know, we had a we talked about our intimate relationship while we were playing, and you know I think this could have extended our career together yes. <laughs> because I have a major swe- sweating issue, and you I do. mean it comes you out do. everywhere. Like he used to make me change my pants at halftime. Yes. So if I had this, I could have used this at halftime, and it would have helped out a lot. Um, <clears throat> any quarterback will tell you that um, you know it's really hard for them to eat after practice or a game with their right hand. Because they're, you know, they're they're dealing with the smell. This would fix all of that, because it's from pits to toes did, did and down below. Did you shower before a game? I showered. I yes. prided myself on, on before cleanliness. a game. Very clean. Very clean. Before, before a game. Before a game. Because before a game. I didn't want my quarterback to have to eat his sandwich left hand because his right hand stunk. <laughs> I just I just want to put a visual of what what I saw every halftime with Sean. So you got to imagine. So his pants are drenched wet. I'd make him change his pants because it, it was like we were, we were under center a lot. It was like a wet ball drill every time I got the ball. I got a wet <laughs> yeah. football. I got blamed for it his bad It was like it was passes. raining for every game in the second half. And so I made him change his pants, but he couldn't. His shoes were all spatted up, so he couldn't take off his cleats <laughs> to get the pants off. So it's him laying on his back. Both legs oh. in the air, and the trainer is coming like and this. getting the pants off, which is not, it's actually not that, that hard. Getting dry pants over cleats onto a wet human being was very difficult yeah. and very entertaining to watch. I yeah. was just like, if you need more of a visual, no, no, like, it's more important right now. Do I want to listen like to that. the offensive it's, coordinator it's and like his our adjustments, or do I want to watch Sean try to get these pants like, on? Hey, how, how are we fixing that? That nickel Sam blitz? All right, hold on a second. Right, yeah, well, I was going to tell, right, tell Eli spray, to slow down when he's... spray in there, and we're good. I wanted Eli to slow down when he's describing this, though, how that looked in the locker room here the visual it's really yes. great yeah. it's good right very hot yeah. very very hot yeah. it's great to see you guys i think will ferrell would probably appreciate that he would yeah he would yeah. and uh, you could compare balls if you wanted to <laughs> i know they'll smell good yes they will <laughs> thanks so much, uh, sean o'hara and eli manning thank thanks, you guys be sure to catch the live edition of the dan patrick show weekdays at 9 a.m eastern 6 a.m pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It's hour two on this Friday. It's a meat Friday at that. Dan and the Danette's Dan Patrick Show from the Fountain Blue Hotel. And a great audience that has shown up again. Best audience we've had all week long, I would think. Right, Todd? This is an audience. This is this is truly it's an Friday, audience. It's Friday. They're excited to be here. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, they're excited to see you and hear you. A little bit later on, Todd is going to uh, regale you with uh, the, the uh, rhyme game. Rhyme time is rhyme back. Time. Rhyme time part due in Las Vegas. Yeah. People excited about this. And it makes me happy. Yeah. It warms my heart. By the way, it's a meet Friday, and the Traeger girls fired up. The folks from King's Hawaiian came in, and uh, we have them with good ranchers. So, uh... This is really a detailed menu here, but it's all with King's Hawaiian. We have the uh, Red Rock Canyon Sunrise Sliders, so that's eggs and hash in there. We have uh, Dungeness Crab Cakes that were flown in from Seattle. The crabs came in from Seattle. Uh, King's Hawaiian Original Slider Buns with that. We also have the uh, Chili Rubbed Prime Filet Mignon and uh, Texas Brisket as well. Oh, Todd, I'm not done with the menu It yet. took the crabs seven months to get from Seattle. They're very slow-moving, the crabs. Was it worth interrupting? It, it was not worth interrupting. More of that comedy gold later on in the program here. Thank you, Todd. All right, so uh, coming up, we'll talk to Lewis Riddick of the Mothership. He'll stop by Jordan Love, the Packers quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson wins his second MVP. Uh, congratulations to the uh, newest members of the Hall of Fame. And uh, Julius Peppers, uh, Devin Hester got in. Dwight Franey, Patrick Willis, Andre Johnson got in there. Slow NBA trade deadline. Uh, really not a lot of action. I thought the Knicks improved their team. And once again, 
LeBron using a leverage game here. I think he was trying to send those, you know, passive-aggressive messages to uh, the front office, like, you better help me, you know, the clock is ticking. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. So, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow, operator Tyler standing by. When it comes to live sports on Peacock, no off-season. Stream nonstop action all year long. Big Ten basketball, the Premier League, the PGA Tour, and this show. You can see the biggest games, biggest names, and then all the moments you can't miss. And you can see that live on Peacock. We uh, had a chance to talk to the former Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield, playing for the Buccaneers, led them to the playoffs. We talked to him yesterday after the show, and here is how it went. He's the former number one overall pick back in 2018, Heisman Trophy winner at Oklahoma. He's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. He is Baker Mayfield, who joins us on the program. How are you? Kind of scrolled onto the set. You don't need headphones there. I don't need them. No, you don't you're, you're loud enough. I don't want you yeah. to mess up your hair. I worked really hard on this. Thank yeah. you. Do you work on your hair before a game? No. You never did put product in your hair so you look good in warm-ups? No. Even it's, at Oklahoma? No, just the eye black and rub it on and go. All right. Yeah. You look good. I, think I appreciate it. Uh, I mentioned your Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Is that how you are still to be introduced as the Buccaneers quarterback? <laughs> That's to be determined. Yeah, we'll see. Who's determining that? Um, I think the ball's in their court right now. I mean, there's, I mean, I've been vocal about the mutual interest, uh, and that's, I was very appreciative of the opportunity I had there and just how they run the organization, everything that they're all about, just how do we win, how do we put our guys in the best position possible to win, and um, I've been vocal about that. And that's going into free agency, my mindset would be the same thing, looking for something similar to that, and obviously seeing them firsthand, um, you know, I know how they operate. Why did it work so well? You know what? A lot of I don't know why everybody thought that Tampa wasn't going to be very good because obviously, yeah, Tom is Tom, great quarterback, obviously, but a, a lot of pieces that were there for those deep playoff runs are still there, still intact, um, and so it's a great locker room. The culture's great. Those guys know how to win. They've been there before, and so you know we we started out pretty good, then had a rough lull in the mid mid year, um, but guys stuck together. The guys didn't flinch. They they, they know. How to react when adversity hits, and so they just handled it. We we came together even closer, and and offensively, we just decided to iron out the little details, stop uh, shooting ourselves in the foot, and go from there. Okay, but you're dealing with adversity, and you dealt with that from you know Cleveland, and then a couple of stops, and then yeah. you end up there. Um, what happened from when you got to Cleveland to where you are right now, as far as <laughs> like? Well, can you sum it up? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. Not exactly. Like, do you understand, like, why things happened? And oh, uh, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. But it, it's, you know, it, for me, it was it was going back to the year I hurt my shoulder. And um, it, it was all stemming from that, I, I think. But, I mean, I, I'm happy with where I'm at in life and uh, just finishing up with Tampa as well. How much is it maturing? I don't want to say growing up, but understanding everything, the yeah. business side of this. Um, there's definitely a lot of understanding. Uh, I've learned a lot throughout the years, all the ups and downs, trying to take away uh, you know lessons throughout, throughout the whole process. But um, 
Yeah, it, but still finding a way to be myself through that all and not not trying to change or waver for anybody else or, or mold into somebody I'm not and, and learning. That's, that's okay. That's why I got drafted the position I was uh, to be the best version of myself. That's um, and that's what Tampa allowed me to do. And uh, Coach Bowles said that He's, we just we want you to be you, and that's it. And so just don't don't fake it. Be authentic and uh, embrace that. But also at that position, it feels like what separates a lot of quarterbacks is confidence. Yeah, like you got to get in the huddle. You got to believe they got to <laughs> believe in you. I don't know if your confidence, if it, how could it not waver from what happened to you know in between where you got to Tampa. Yeah. I mean, there there were moments that. Um, Did you doubt yourself? A little bit, but I was more frustrated than anything. Um, just frustrated, you know, with, with some of the situations that I was in. Um, and But then after a, a, a lot of OC changes and all that, I realized, all right, control what you can, and that's the relationships in the locker room, um, busting my ass, you know, getting to know the guys, getting to know the playbook, and, and learning those people and realizing that at the end of the day, if I can – you know, hold my head up and be proud of how I handled those relationships and those people, that that's going to be okay. And so, yeah, there, there was times that uh, confidence was up and down, but um, I knew I just needed one chance in a good situation. It's nice to have Mike Evans. Yeah. Like, that's a nice luxury to have. Now you know what Johnny Manziel had at Texas A&M. Like, all, all else favors, where's Mike? He's down there somewhere. Hall of Famer. He's so good. He really is. And like you said, Chris Godwin as well. Just so consistent, both those guys. Obviously, Mike, 10 years in a row, over 1,000 yards. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, he turned 30 before the season, and everybody thought, oh, he's going to fall off. No. Uh, I think statistically he had one of his top three years or, or so. But is he going to be back? I hope so. If I'm back, I hope so. Are you sharing some of your money with him if uh Oh, yeah, I think there would be some sacrifices along the <laughs> way. Would be willing there's, to. there's mutual benefits for us to come back together. Yeah. Do you have incentive? Are you going to have an incentive-laden contract? Um, that's a good question for my agent. He's around here somewhere, <laughs> looking into these, these lights. But like making a Pro Bowl, uh, you know, make, winning the division. Oh, I hope making a Pro Bowl is not in there because I don't know how that system works. Doesn't everybody make the Pro Bowl? I mean, I wasn't supposed to be there, and somehow I won MVP. <laughs> what did you get for that? I have no idea. Did you get a trophy? I got a, yeah, a small little trophy. It's nice. It's nice. I put it next to the Nickelodeon trophy. <laughs> okay. But not next to the Heisman trophy. No, no. Where's the Heisman trophy? Why do you want to know? I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's at our off-season house, so it's, it's sitting locked up. Okay, so it's not when I walk in. No. I don't oh, see gosh, it. no. Do you have anything that would signify what you do for a living if I walk into your house? Besides pictures, no. But, like, your jersey's not there as soon as I walk in. Oh, no. Okay. No. Like your bedroom, there's no jersey there in your bedroom. No, the, the off-season's house for, is for relaxing, not, you know, looking at football every single day. But the regular season house, you might have that stuff to look at. There's like, a, you know, there's some, <laughs> some massage tables, some workout equipment. You might see that, all right, we live a somewhat of an athletic fitness style lifestyle. Okay, you know? all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many jerseys do you have? Are you a jersey swapper? Oh, gosh. I've swapped quite a few. Um, I probably have about 20. Who would, did anybody say no? No, I, I get too nervous. Most of the time, I, I wait until it's like somebody I know a okay. little bit. 
Um, you no, don't send re- the equipment re- guy over. Rejection is one of my bigger fears. <laughs> yeah. That would be humbling, like if you say to Tom Brady, hey, I'd love to have uh, one of your jerseys. And then do you feel like obligated that, hey, I'd like to have your jersey. Do you want mine? Do you say that? Uh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you going to call me back? No. <laughs> Do you like me? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> did, you, did you get a Brady jersey? Uh, I don't have a Brady jersey, no. Do you ha- well, who, who do you have that might surprise me? Um, my rookie year actually swapped jerseys with Julio Jones. Okay. And prime Julio, and he sent the jersey over or was about to send the jersey over, and then I think it was the game he passed the 10,000-yard mark. So he took that back and sent it over. <laughs> That's right. okay. Okay, and another one will suffice. Uh, if you were facing, you could choose one of these defenses to face that you would want to face. Who would you choose? I would like another shot at San Fran. Okay. What did you miss out on that, given a second go-around, you would have taken advantage of? Um, taking some easy completions, I think we were able to run the ball a tiny bit. But um, I think just some throws over the middle. And then uh, we were driving the ball pretty well, and I fumbled. And that's one of those plays that you always want to take back. And so, um, Why does the announcer always say when you throw an interception or quarterback fumbles, boy, you'd like to have that back? I can't imagine a situation where you throw an interception. You wouldn't double down and do it again? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Bold strategy. Yeah. 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 So San Francisco, that defense... And I say that just because we, we played them, and I would, you know, personally like to play them again. But um, I think they both present their own issues. And so, obviously, Spagnola calls a great game for those guys. A lot of those guys have played with each other for a long time. So, um, and Chris Jones is, is a monster up front. Well, everybody keeps bringing up Spags. Like, what is it when you get to the line of scrimmage? What happens that changes? I mean, he, he presents some looks, and here's the thing. Those guys, he wouldn't be able to do it unless those guys really understood the scheme and what he's trying to get accomplished. And so whether they're able to disguise the blitz, um, McDuffie's an unbelievable blitzer from the nickel position. So the way he's able to make certain looks and coverages look the same as when he's blitzing, um, it, it just it gets those guys off guard, and uh, he just does a good job of understanding team's tendencies and how he's going to call the third down packages and how he's going to set up some of the early rundown blitzes, and so I just think he does a great job. Were you ever labeled a game manager? Probably at some point. Yeah. You probably said that, didn't you, Dan? I don't think so. <laughs> Not at Oklahoma. Okay. I All didn't right. say that. Right. Uh, gunslinger, maybe, is what right. I said. Oh, right. But that, okay, would you rather be a gunslinger or a game manager? Is there something in the middle? Um, we can create take, something. Yeah. Like a game slinger? A game yeah. slinger? Yeah, like I... That you, sounds like it's <laughs> working the corner or something. <laughs> it sounds like I'm selling. Oh, well... A game slinger? I, I'll take gunslinger. I'll take gunslinger. You take yeah. gunslinger. Yeah. But that, that was... Like, Mahomes was a gunslinger at Texas Tech. Yeah. He was yeah. labeled that way. Yeah. And that, I think, scared people. And... But he still manages a game. Like, you have to manage a game. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was telling people yesterday when they talk about Brock. I'm like, just because he's executing the offense exactly how he's being asked. I, I mean, you can call it game managing, but it's doing it at an extremely high level. So, and I don't know. It's Gunslingers, I feel like, has the, the label puts you as the risky throw. Like Favre. Interception, yeah. Favre was a gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple seasons where I was a gunslinger. 
You were. Yeah. You proud of those? 21 interceptions in 2019. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not real proud of that. Yeah. How did, man, when you throw it, like that feeling when it's picked off, does it change? No. How bad it like feels? No, it Describe never that feeling when you throw it and it probably in slow motion and the guy's ready to come in and get it. It's it's like honestly, old it's not like it's not like anything else. It's it's like a a punch to the gut. Yeah. And somebody steals your dog at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Your dog. Yeah. Sorry to bring you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's serious. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, you're joining us on behalf of uh, Advanced Auto Parts. I am. Now, I've seen you as a spokesperson, and you're pretty good as a spokesperson. I've had a decent amount of work. You have. Yeah. yeah. And then it went away. Didn't it? It did. And now you're back. I'm back. Yeah. Like I never left. <laughs> like I never left. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm here on Advanced Auto Parts. Um, and so, obviously, we're all here for the Super Bowl. Big day, but... Here's the thing. Following Sunday, February 18th, is National Car Battery Day. And oh, so I did not know it's, that. It's, it's an even bigger Sunday. So we're, this, is, this is the appetizer to next Sunday. I'm writing Sunday. that down. Hold yeah. on. This is the appetizer to next Sunday. Car Battery Day. Yeah. So um, we got the campaign going on. False starts kill drives. Obviously, in football, it kind of speaks for itself. False starts are very frustrating. But in the auto industry, we're talking about car batteries. So obviously, if you're running late, you got to have a car battery that's working. You don't want to have a dead one. And so what we're... What we're doing here, if you register at aapfalsestarts.com before the game Sunday, and there's just one false start, mm. you get a chance to win diehard car batteries for life. So, for life. Not the car's life, your life. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And by the way, you're doing this with uh, no notes. I think that's very impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I feel bad that I let you down. When? Long time ago. You wanted to dance with Justin Timberlake. I wound up being able to do it. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You didn't let me down. Okay. You didn't let me down. All right. All right. It eventually happened. I, okay. I thought it would happen a little sooner, but I'm glad you were able to. Good things happen with time, you know? And in a concert setting? Concert setting. Not nervous? Nope. Okay. Yeah. If he, we had a dance-off of quarterbacks in the NFL... I'm trying to think who the competition would be. Mahomes does everything right. Right? Yeah. Like no, what? I don't know if he can dance, though. Oh, you don't? Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Pre-Achilles. <laughs> you know, Josh Allen strikes me as a guy... A couple of pops, I think, and I he's think out there. Josh and I, would get down and dirty. <laughs> I think. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. And then I, I Brock, manager, of course. You know, it, it's he, his waltz would be elite. <laughs> elite. He would take what you know the defense gives him out on the dance floor there. Uh, it's great to see you. It's good to see you. And well. hopefully you're going to get uh, a contract here. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And if not Tampa, then. What, you, want you, me to any, fill, you want me to fill in the blank? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm taking it one day at a time. No, now. this is where you, you got you got some leverage here. Yeah, but I, here's the thing. It's I think um, we'll just see how it falls and right. see how it happens. Well, good luck with yeah. the commanders. He's a Baker fan. Thank you, buddy. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
Yeah, I think we surprised him a little bit. Uh, Lewis Riddick of the Mothership set to join us here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. <laughs> Man, you have to have a thick skin to work on this show. You do. Uh, we make fun of all of us. And uh, one of the more... Um, interesting moments we had at the Super Bowl last year. Marvin's a 49er fan, and Debo Samuel came on, and Debo, I don't think, wanted to be there. And I thought, I don't have any questions. So I said to Marvin, do you got a question for Debo Samuel being a 49er fan? And man, did it go bad. It, it, like, I, it was a bad interview on my part, and then it, got, it, it was bad but good because you were trying to ask a question. <laughs> And it was so funny because I was thinking to myself, if Debo doesn't want to answer Dan Patrick's questions, why does he want to answer my questions? He doesn't know me, no. nor does he care. Uh, yeah. Like, see, he went up to him, shook his hand, and Debo turned his head away from him yeah. and shook his hand. And I was like, I'm not saying bleep the entire interview. And yeah. you're like, oh, Marvin's got a question. Hey, I was like, no, I don't. I have no question. And so I was like, oh, yeah, so when you were little and Pop Warner and, and stuff. And, it was wild, and yo, know, you, you're, you're diva. <laughs> you, I don't think you ask a question. I think you just sort of stumbled. But you know what? That stumbling made the interview last two minutes longer than it probably should have. Yeah. 
So I mean, I had to fill some time there, so I appreciate you helping me yeah. with, uh, with with Debo. When you answer questions by drinking water, <laughs> that means the interview's not going well. All righty. Um, Jordan Love will join us coming up in an hour from now. He's uh, one of our favorites, uh, ESPN NFL college football analyst, former safety in the NFL. Worked in the front office of the Eagles and Washington. He's Lewis Riddick of the Mothership. He'd be on the call in this Super Bowl with Dan Orlovsky and Chris Fowler for the ESPN audience in Australia and New Zealand. Let's welcome Lewis Riddick to the program. Looks like you could still play. You know, I look, it looks are deceiving, Dan. Because, um, but do you ever want to hit somebody? Of course I do. But you know, of course. And you know what? I mean, we were just talking about it off, you know, off camera. The game used to be so much different. I mean, the violence of the game used to be something that, if you didn't really partake in it, you didn't play. Especially not at my position. I grew up watching guys like Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott, Jack Tatum, George Atkinson. Those were my guys. Don Rogers. Now I'm a dinosaur. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't last a day in the NFL anymore. But. We celebrated the violence. Yeah, yeah. We put out videos. I have them all still in my basement at home. If anybody has a VCR that, that's working right now, I, I could use one. The beta and VHS. But, yeah. But what changed? Like, do you know if there was a moment that changed? Yeah, you know, I don't know if there's a moment, but when I was kind of like, when we were talking about like running through some of the great hits that used to be on some of those, some of those highlight packages, like I remember... Chuck Cecil's hit on Rod Middleton. I remember, I remember seeing Jack Tatum hit Earl Campbell on the goal line. I believe it was a Monday night game, and, and Earl still stumbled into the end zone, but he was never like the same after that. You know, for the rest of that game. And I remember the late great Eric Turner, who I played with at the Cleveland Browns, and when he hit Charles Johnson, and they had to take Charles' face mask off with a screwdriver because he was out cold. I was like, those moments when you add them up, and you start thinking like. Guys now, guys now couldn't hit that way. I mean, somebody would really be in trouble. Because if you look at NFL players now, these guys are so leaned out and so dense with muscle, and they move so fast, somebody would seriously get hurt if you were allowed to hit the same way we did. But you would learn to adjust. Ronnie Lott would learn. To, he, he would have to, correct? Yeah. Jack Tatum. Yeah, and, and, and you know what players now players now have adjusted. They've, they've done the best they can because they kind of grew up in the era of adjusting. But if you would have taken a guy like Ronnie or Kenny Easley or even you know myself, Eric, I guess we would have found a way to do it. But the mindset was just so different then. The mindset then was do whatever is necessary to separate that guy from the football. And you really didn't, like, like the health and safety of the player was kind of secondary. You, didn't, you never wanted somebody to get hurt, but you didn't think of it the way you think of it now. Did guys drink before they went out there? Did they do like a shot or anything? Like I, no, I'm, I'm being serious. No, I, I know. If I know. I'm going into battle, yeah. Whatever it takes to go into battle. If I yeah. played in the NFL, it'd be like whatever you're giving me, give me a little bit more. <laughs> uh, they didn't. I never saw anybody drink, but I will say this: my brother played ten years for Buffalo in the early '80s, all during the '80s, and I do remember going up there and doing workouts with him in the summer, and I would see dudes after they just got done running wind sprints and do it they'd be in the locker room smoking cigarettes i mean literally be like sitting at the locker room going man that was a tough workout I'd be like well you just, you just did a, what are you smoking like cools and menthols for i mean 
So, the, like, the, there was a lot of, a, the, there was a few contradictions as far as, hey, I'm trying to take care of my body, but I'm still puffing down this pack of cigarettes. Well, now they're smoking pot, so now it's <laughs> that's, different. That's <laughs> true, too. But you know what? I, I will say this, though. The, um, you did things back then to, to make sure that you were able to play that you knew probably weren't always in your best interest long term in terms of whether it was taking things that would help numb some of the pain. Like I, re I remember, like, quite honestly, look, I, I remember doing things just so I could practice because once you start playing, you didn't want to you didn't want to lose your spot. And it was just, it's just so competitive that I think now players are much more aware of the long term effects of kind of ignoring some of the signs your body is telling you and they won't play. Whereas before you did whatever was necessary to play. But do you think we're going to get to load management in the NFL when we get to 18 games? Mm, that's a great question. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that there are people who are, who are advising some of these players, who get in the ear of some of these players. Because I'll tell you what, like at all levels now, Dan, as you know, like coaches, administrators, general managers, like they're losing more and more control of the players themselves as far as getting them to do what they want them to do because so many people on the outside are in these guys' ears. And I think a lot of it comes from that. So, yeah, I think there's a possibility that you could see guys saying, hey, look, you want to add games? Go ahead. That doesn't mean I'm playing all of them. Yeah. And they'll find ways to get out of them. Some of the awards last night, uh, Miles Garrett got Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I, um, I can see, look, Miles is a freak show from an athletic standpoint. You can't block him one-on-one. -on -one. You simply can't. But T.J. Watt stats across the border better than his. I was about to say, look, we got to talk to T.J. week 18, that game that we did, Chris Fowler and Dan and I, uh, in Baltimore. And that was the first time I got to talk to T.J. What an impressive dude when you talk to him in person. He's, he's, not about, he's not about the show. He's not about this. He's just about the game. And he's unblockable. And so there were so, there's so many guys. There's well, so many guys you, in the NFL. Who would you have given the award to? TJ. Okay. I would have given it to him. Okay. Uh, Joe Flacco got comeback player of the year. I saw Joe Flacco in the airport in Philly before we came down here. He had his, I think he had his wife and his kid. That, that's a great story, too. Okay. DeMar Hamlin came back from death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, pretty big. that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Like Joe came yeah. back from retirement or, yeah. you know, sitting on the couch. Yeah. DeMar came back twice yeah. from being dead. Like, Aside from the big man upstairs, when you come back from the dead, that's a pretty impressive thing that he did, and then he doesn't even win the comeback player of the year. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you know what? See, some of these awards, sometimes awards, man, like I, I, don't, I don't quite understand everyone's rationale as to why they pick certain people, why they give certain awards to certain people. Look, DeMar, what he faced, what he went through, like it's more than just coming back from, you know, Obviously, his heart stopping on the field and them reviving him. It goes beyond that. That's just the beginning for him. The things he has to come, that he came back from as far as, can you imagine playing a game that you played your entire life, right? Your entire life. You never even for a, for a second thought, I might die on the field. And then it happens to you. And then you go back and can go and play that game again. You know? Again, every time that you would think that I'm going to enter into contact to hit somebody, I'd be thinking, could this be the one where he hits me again? Like that, that mental, those mental gymnastics that he's had to go through, yeah, he, should, he probably should have won the award. Okay, Ronnie Lott cuts off the tip of his finger so he can go back in and play. Yeah. Like, like you have to, not everybody had that mentality. Yeah. But, I mean, it's crazy. Ronnie Lott's my hero. 
He's the reason why I wore 42 when I was in high school and why I wore 42 when I got to the Cleveland Browns. Ronnie's different. Ronnie, I said this on, on social media just the other day. I put a picture up and I said he's the greatest leader of all time regardless of any sport. Of any sport. Really? Because when I was in San Francisco as a rookie, I got drafted there and got cut, but I was there. Everybody there, every single person there talked about Ronnie Lott like he was some kind of mythological creature. Like, if Ronnie was here, we'd do this. If Ronnie was here, we'd do if Ron, I'd be like, well, damn, Ronnie's not here. But if he was here, they'd be like, they'd be like Ronnie would tell George Seifert when we want to practice, when we're not going to practice, what we're going to practice, what calls we're going to call. They said Ronnie would do things on the, on the field. He would totally change defenses, tell defensive backs, I'm supposed to be in the middle of the field. I'm not back here. I'm blitzing. They'd be like, you can't do that. He'd be like, watch. But he was that guy who everybody feared and respected and loved and man, I mean, there's just so many great, just legendary players. Dan, I mean, you know all, all who they are. He's the greatest leader of all time. That's some hefty praise. We're yeah. talking to Lewis Riddick of the Mothership, uh, ESPN college football and NFL analyst, and on the call with Dan Orlovsky, Chris Fowler, and ESPN's audience in Australia and New Zealand. Feels like people are having a, tar a tough time picking this Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see why. I can see why. These teams are so... Is this the best matchup that we can? Now, I, I would love Buffalo-Detroit would have been the best sure. Super Bowl matchup. But as far as the two best teams, which is what we love to see, yes, did the NFL get it right with Kansas City and San Francisco? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Who but, do you like? I don't know. Oh, stop it. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? Uh, see, it's, uh, and I, I'm, being, I'm being dead serious, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is how it goes. Like, right, I want... Five, six, six years ago, we were sitting on SportsCenter in, in March or April. I think I was on with Nicole Briscoe. And I said, this guy Patrick Mahomes is about to take over for Alex Smith. I said, watch what happens. He's going to win the MVP. He'll throw for over 40 touchdowns. And he's going to burst onto the scene. And, he, and she was like, what, wait a minute. You can't say that. I was like, watch. And he Paulie, did. Paulie, see if you could find you, that. It he is, it's, just, it's a fact. He could be just it making is a fact. this up. It's a fact. It's, remember, a, it's an absolute fact. You remember I, when I, I saw Tom Brady at the Combine when he was coming out of Michigan? I said he's going to be the I, greatest I, quarterback said, of all time. He's he's it's, 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 folks, it's documented. It's a fact. It's a fact. Okay, so anyway, long story short, I, I will never... Why is a long story short never short? I'm, okay, I'm not, but this is going to be short. I'll okay. never bet against Patrick Mahomes. See, Never. That's the way I feel. Never. He graduated to Brady status. Absolutely. Where I'm not going to. Everybody gonna down him. there in Kansas City talks about the fact they say this and they say it all the time. As good of a player as he is, he's a better teammate. Yeah. Seems like a great dude. But you know what? I kind of want Brock Purdy in San Francisco to win this game. <laughs> you know why? Because I want to explode. No, I'm going to tell you why. Because I, I want to see people twist themselves up in a pretzel <laughs> trying to figure out how to explain why he won the game. And I, I want them to go, but it was Debo, but it was Christian, but Patrick threw an interception, but he's not that good, but he shouldn't have been that good. He can't be that good. He's Mr. Irrelevant. You know, because that's what's been happening lately, right? Despite the fact that the guy I'm led the league. I'm going to give you a round of applause you know for that mean? performance right there. That's why, you know what, that's why the other day I, t I, I tweeted an emoji of just a pretzel. And I just put it on Twitter. And people were like, what does that mean? I was like, you'll see. Just watch. You'll see. If Brock Purdy played in the 70s, yeah. we would never have any questions about him. Oh, are you kidding? He'd be Fran Tarkenton, and Johnny Unitas. He'd be um, Bart Star, Bob uh, Greasy. Uh, exactly. He'd be all those guys. But see, now we we want our quarterbacks now to be... 
the guys who do Patrick stuff. We become drunk with that, intoxicated with the guys who can throw it with their left hand, throw a no-look pass, throw it behind their back, throw it between their legs, throw it, you know, 70 miles. But we go, but what about the guy who led the league in total QBR, led the league in total QBR against the Blitz, led the league in total QBR um, against pressure, uh, yards per attempt, efficiency ratings, completion percentage above expectation. Oh, forget that. I just want to look at how he looks and how he plays. And that's why we won't ever give it to him the way he deserves. And then, of course, being Mr. Irrelevant, people think, well, he was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. So you don't think ever the general managers ever make a mistake? Mm. Of course they do. Well, it's we're waiting for the clock to strike midnight. Yeah, like, but why? Hey, Cinderella, you know, this, this all but why, ends. Why would we do that? I, because that's, that's how we are as a society. Like, but but the, you're having a guy come in here, right? Here, I guess, in an hour or Jordan so? Jordan Love? No, like, isn't uh, somebody else coming? Like the greatest of all time? Uh, Tom Brady? Yeah, that guy. Oh. See? He's in the building. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So think about this. That guy, when he was drafted, he was fifth on the depth chart as a rookie. Fifth. And Bill kept him around because he saw something. So not everybody thought that Tom Brady would be Tom Brady either. But now we anoint him as the greatest of all. But it, obviously it took him winning, you know, what, seven Super Bowls in order for him to say that. But, hey, I don't care where you come from. But I'd love to know where you're going. And I know where Brock Purdy's going. So we'll see. Paul? I've got a couple of different clips. I can't play them from here. But, Lewis, what you said about Patrick Mahomes... You said that he's going to be a phenomenal his first year out. You also reported they considered starting him at one point during his rookie year. He was doing so well in practice. At, and you picked most likely to win a Super Bowl first after the draft was Patrick Mahomes. You picked that on draft night. And then, Paulie, did you find what I said about Brady when he was coming out of college, that he'd be yeah, the greatest all? Yeah, yeah, you said they should bench Bledsoe, <laughs> or maybe he gets hurt and they get lucky to get him in. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I said don't play Bledsoe against the Jets because if you do, Brady's going to start and he's going to be the greatest, I think. Direct, he'll never, yeah, and, and Bledsoe will never play again? Yes. No, that's like that's that. cool. You, you nailed it. Yeah, I did. You I nailed did. it. Okay, real quick here. Uh, the Bears, Caleb Williams, foregone conclusion, he's going number one. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, but I'll tell you this. I've really started to really dig on his tape. That kid is ridiculously talented. Okay, so then you have to take him. Yeah, probably. Probably. So Justin Fields ends up where? Where would you like to see him go? Atlanta. Yeah, you sure would. Back you sure home. Would. Put him with all those weapons. Yeah, you'd like to see him there with Raheem. You'd like to see him there with Zach Robinson, their uh, offensive coordinator who's coming over from L.A. And Bijan. There you go. A play-action-centric type of guy. Yeah, yes. he'd be perfect there. I and he just... might become an all-pro. I would just say, go in, we're going to do what Lamar does. We're just, let's go. Let's, yeah, the but, old Lamar. You know what, though? I, I don't know if you, I think Justin doesn't have to, uh, he doesn't have to be in that kind of system in order to excel. Look, if he can excel in a drop back game that features some quarterback run stuff. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think you can put, put him in that kind of box where you just say, look, he, you have to run him all the time. He's not that. He's better than that. And Chicago just couldn't figure it out. It's their problem, not his. Yeah, I, I like him, yeah. and uh, I think the when you start to change, you know, coordinators, and you know, all of a sudden you go, here's another coordinator. You know, Baker Mayfield went through that. Yep. Okay. Does Baker? What's he get from Tampa Bay? Oh man, probably. I mean, he's he's going to be in the forty plus for year range. Okay. And he and he should be. But you know, to kind of build off of what you were just saying, we all know that organizations ruin quarterbacks as much as quarterbacks ruin themselves. 
But then when a quarterback doesn't succeed, we go, well, the quarterback sucks. It's not his fault. Well, he had look at all the different things he had to go through in Chicago, in Justin Fields. And it, it's, a, it's unfair how we criticize players. We pick and choose how we want, you know, who we want to kind of put up on a pedestal and who we don't. Yeah. We make certain people heroes. We make certain people goats. But it's just we, we've gotten a little bit out of hand with that kind of thing. I I'm, do I'm that on this show. I do this on do that you? show. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm a hero. Fritzy's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and not the goat. But you are you are a hero, though, man. Yeah. You are a hero. Yeah. Do you have anything else that Lewis said, Paulie? Not from Lewis, Dan. I found one of yours. Uh, this is right before the draft a couple of years ago. Okay. 49ers should consider uh, insurance at quarterback. Maybe look at Brock Purdy late in the draft. You did? No, not at all. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I thought I did. Well, it, it's, I'm paraphrasing. Remember, remember Brocktober? Yeah. We celebrated Brocktober, Brock-tober when he was at Iowa State. Well, I, I, I will say one of the people who I believe actually was instrumental in getting Brock to San Francisco was our old colleague Brian Greasy, who's now the quarterback coach in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That he did watch his tape, and he was one of the people who wanted him. So they did a great job. Great to see you. Absolutely. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you for all your contributions to the show. Of course, man. Long. Of course. He's Lewis Riddick. We'll be back. Uh, we're playing the Is It Rhyme Time, Fritzy, coming up? It is rhyme time. Uh, yeah. It's happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> okay, back after this. <laughs> be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Say hello to Jordan Love, the Packers. <laughs> You guys described him as having some swag when you saw him walking in. You got your uh, Jordans on there. You're looking oh, good. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, 32 touchdown passes, 11 interceptions. You had the uh, loss to the Niners where uh, you threw for a couple of touchdowns. And uh, would you have two interceptions as well? Yes. Yeah, sorry to bring that yes. up. But that's... No, no, but that's the rail. You don't have to wear headphones. You're, you're good with that. Uh, how would you uh, sum up your season? <clears throat> I think it was a you know a season of learning. Um, I think as the season went on, we got better as a team. Um, I think that was a, the main goal for us going into the season. Um, obviously, the, the goal is the Super Bowl. Um, got to the playoffs, had a playoff win, and uh, fell short against the Niners. So um, I think all in all, it was a successful season, though. Um, you know, I think we accomplished a lot of goals and um, you know came together as a team and, and did a lot of good things. You were a young team. Yes. And it almost like it was happening right in front of our very eyes where you get confidence. Yes. But do you guys sense that, hey, we're not afraid to go into Dallas? We're not afraid to go into San Francisco? Or is there that part of you that's like, we're going into Dallas. We're going into San Francisco. You don't even know what to expect. Yeah, no, it was definitely no fear um, in any game we played this season. Um, you know, I think it was more teams got to see us. And uh, obviously we're a young team, but I think we had a, we had a lot to prove and we had a, a lot of really good pieces that were – um, coming together for the first time. So um, there was a lot of excitement, but we were definitely not scared to play anybody. Draft night. You know they got Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then they take you. What's your reaction? Man, I was, uh, you don't know what to expect on draft night. You know, you do all the interviews throughout the, the whole draft process. Well, who did you think was going to take you? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't know who was going to take me because you do interviews with every team, it feels like. And uh, I feel like a lot of the teams are saying similar things, and they're not really showing any of their cards. So, um, you know, you don't really know what to expect. You kind of knew what teams needed quarterbacks and were thinking about taking quarterbacks. But, uh, man, I, I had no expectations. 
Um, and especially after a couple of the other quarterbacks went uh, early on to some of the teams that were, were taking quarterbacks, <clears throat> I didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, But I was definitely a little surprised um, when Green Bay called me, just knowing that they had Aaron there. Um, but uh, I was, it was just all excitement on draft night. But you were okay knowing that you were going to be sitting for a little while. Oh, yeah. I was okay with that. Um, Wait, you're a first-round draft pick. You want to play right away. Oh, you want to play for sure. But uh, like I said, knowing that they have Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know you'll know, you be sitting for a little bit <laughs> um, learning. You're not, you're not going to come in and, and take over. You know? so, um, Did you ever think you got to a level where you were on Aaron's level? Um, man, I don't think anybody's on. Aaron's on a whole different, you know, it's definitely levels to it. You know what I mean? So, um, and that was an eye-opening experience, being able to be there behind Aaron and just see, um, you know, how talented he was and the things he does every day in practice, how consistent he was. So, um, that opened my eyes up to, you know, seeing great quarterback play and, uh, you know, elevated my game as well, trying to see different things, try new things. Um, so I think all in all, it made me better, but it, it's levels to it for sure. Okay, you're in Green Bay. You don't have distractions, but you're still in a small, smaller town where everybody knows if you're going to the grocery store or whatever you might be doing, where you live probably. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Yeah, it's... Uh, like where, where, where do people find, you know, where have they noticed you? Everywhere. Uh, in Green Bay, everybody's a Packer fan. Um, <laughs> but, but do they so, call you, each other like, hey, Jordan Love is here. That it feels like it. It feels like, it feels like it. <laughs> no, they, they, like I said, Green Bay is a great place. Everybody's me, a Packer fan. Give me an example. Fan. Give me an example. Man, I mean, you go to the store and somebody recognizes you, you take a picture of one person and then, you know, everybody else. It turns to a bigger thing. So, um, Have but, you gone in disguise? No, I have. I mean, I've tried to put my hood on. COVID era, you know, you had the mask on, but people still recognize you. I don't know how the eyes. I don't know how they. They're gonna find a way to recognize you every time. So, but you are six five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and you have your jersey on too, which is awkward too. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you wanted the people to know who you were. Now they do. Now they do. He's a uh, Jordan Love joining us on the program. What was the biggest game of the season for you? Where you look back and you go, that's pretty good. Uh, definitely the Saints game. <clears throat> I think looking back on the season, that, that game propelled us into, um, you know, being able to get in the playoffs. Um, but early on, obviously, you know, we, we had lost the game and, and being down 17 against the Saints at home um, and being able to put a comeback like that was, uh, it was special. And uh, it definitely helped us going forward. But definitely just getting in the playoffs with our, our record, that was a huge game. Give me the defense that you would like to face this Sunday if you were playing. This Sunday in the Super Bowl? Yeah. The defense I would want to play against? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd play against either defense, but uh, I think we had a, a pretty good game against the Chiefs. So, um, you know, I think going back, we'd, we'd like to see the Chiefs again. Um, but, I mean, being a competitor, man, I'd, I'd want to see that Niners team just to, you know, be able to prove that we could beat them. Man, the Chiefs, that defense got really good at the end of the year. And it feels like we always talk about the Chiefs. We talk about Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, Taylor Swift. And then we get to the defense. Yeah. Right? You got to talk about everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about sometimes it's best that they're not talking about you if you're the Kansas City defense. As their defense? Yeah. I mean, they got a really good defense. They do a lot of good things. I think, I mean, you got to talk about their defense when you talk about their team. They, that's that's a, a staple of their team, and uh, they do a lot of good things. But, like you said, they got a lot of uh, big-time players over there, big-time names, Taylor Swift. So, um, there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met Taylor Swift? No. Uh-uh. Have you gone to a show? No. Do you want to meet her? Um. Let's bring out Taylor Swift, everybody. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, it's Ted. Ted Swift. Ted Swift. My yeah. pet. Ted Swift. Not he great. works here at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Uh, tell us what you're doing with uh, Old Spice deodorant there. Yeah, no, I'm uh, here with Old Spice today. Um, you know what I mean? Just, you know, partnering with them to, to put out their new uh, Total Body deodorant that they got. And uh, great product. Um, but you talk about, you know, improvement on the field. This is something that's going to help our team. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a total body spray. It's head, toes, wait, wait, in between. Wait. How's that helping your team? You know, we, we huddle up every play. Um, you're in a tight huddle. You want to be smelling your best in there. You know, it's going to help bring us closer together as a team. And, uh, you know, you're under center. You know, you, yeah, Ooh, okay. it's going to help bring us closer together as a team. My guy, Josh Myers, he, he smells great already, but this is something that's going to help us all. Isn't it? <laughs> but we're getting away from being under center. Like everything, it feels like it's in the in the gun now. Um, I don't know about that. You know, I came out of college and I was in gun every play, and I got to the NFL and now I'm under center a lot more. So I think I'm I'm getting more under center. Um, okay, as, as I'm going in my career. So you're getting to know your center a little bit more. Oh yeah, we got a great great relationship. Great relationship. Yeah, <laughs> great, great relationship. You got to. You got to. Isn't it awkward though, when you put your hands under your center? Yeah, maybe for the first time in your life when you're a little kid doing it. Um, but it's one of those things that you get used to. And uh, shout out my guy, Josh Myers. He's great. That's my, my brother. Um, we got a great relationship. So it's, it's definitely not awkward at all. You get used to it. Okay. All right. Uh, Paulie is a Bears fan. And in the preseason, he said, we made predictions. And then Paulie said that? I, I said that Jordan Love would lead, lead the NFC in touchdown passes. So right. you finished with second to deck? Mm-hmm. That was close, man. I let you down. It's okay. I, I took more heat though from Bears fans. Do Bears fans, when you meet them, do they? How are they? They're Bears fans. Yeah, you know? yeah it's yeah. a it's a division rival. Um, so there's not a lot of love there. Yeah. But what do you hear? Like, give me some of the things that you heard this year uh, from the fans. From Bears fans? Any fans? Like, who who were the toughest fans? Oh, I mean, every fan is tough. I think the division fans are a little. You know, you hear a little bit more just because we see them twice a year. Um, but you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a lot of heat from from all the fans. Um, but a after you beat them, it's usually like take, take it easy on us. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you can hear, right? Sometimes Athletes I mean, I, always say no. Nah, every I don't hear what they're saying on the sideline. You can, but on the field, you can't hear any of that. You know, you block all that out. You're focused, but you know, they on make the sideline running out. They make you laugh with anything. Sometimes, they say? yeah, you you hear some stuff, and it's like. What are, you, what are you guys talking about? Baby? What are, what are, you want to turn around and say something, but it's like, no, let me, let me hold my time. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going uh, back home to watch it. Okay. Yep. Do you care who wins? No. Who are you picking to win? Chiefs. Because? because we just lost to the Niners. Man. I can't, I can't oh, lose okay. What do you do better than Patrick Mahomes? Man, I... There's not a, a comparison I can say that I do better than him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a, a great player, um, and you know I, I love watching him. Can you try those things? Like, can, can you? That's one. Are you just born with it? Um, I think yeah, you're born with it. But that's one of those things. Like I said, watching Aaron, that you see other guys doing stuff, and you see it, and you're like, man, I want to try that. I want to, you know, try that in practice, try and implement that game because. Um, I'm a guy. I feel like I'm confident. I feel like I can do anything. So I see somebody else do it, and it's like, okay, I'm, I can do that too. So, um, like I said, Patrick is a a great player, and he does some phenomenal things, and it's awesome to watch him. But um, it just, it's awesome to see that stuff, and then be like, I want to try that. I felt bad because when Jordan came in, Marvin, you know, went to give him some dap, and then put his hands up next to Jordan Love. It didn't go well. Again, I know. But why do you again. do that? 
I was just giving him a high five. He was like, no, no, I want a high five. Let's just measure hands. And he was like, damn, your hands are small. I was like, oh, good to meet you, Jordan. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, throw, just throw the old spice spray yeah. in your hands. Make it look oh. bigger, man. Oh, you know what? Pass me that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's nah, me. they look smaller, actually. Oh. Yeah, throw it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Viagra for hands is what that is. Oh, make man. it grow a little bit. Uh, Paulie, do you have a combine stance for of, Jordan? Of course we do. Jordan uh, loves combine stance. Uh, second uh, biggest hands in the entire draft class at 10 and a half inches. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, does that translate to you can be a good quarterback if you have big hands or if you have small hands, you can't? I don't. I don't think any of that translates. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's part of the whole combine process. You do a lot of weird things, you know, standing on stage in your underwear in front of hundreds of scouts, and so it's it's a lot of interesting things you do. But uh, I don't think hand sign hand size uh, you know translates to being a good quarterback or not. Well, they make a big deal about it. They do. They do. Yeah. They make a big deal a lot of a lot of things. A lot so. of stupid stuff. Well, it's like Brock Purdy, small hands can't play. Like uh, he's still playing. Yeah. I've thrown a ball in the rain and, and it slipped out of my hands, and I had the second biggest hands in my class, so I don't, I don't know. Well, how about we give him a hand? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jordan Love joining us on behalf of uh, the new Old Spice Total Body deodorant, a game changer, and makes his team a whole lot better. Congrats on your season. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you guys. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 